Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome today's guest, a strong and powerful Kim Daly. Kim, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thank you. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Kim is a franchise expert. She's a business coach and a professional speaker. I'm excited to have you on. Kim, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Thanks, George. Thanks for letting me uh, have the opportunity to share what I know with your audience. So I am a, for the last 18 years, I am a business uh, franchise consultant, a business coach, and a motivational speaker. Uh, in addition to my work, I'm a mom. I have two awesome teenage boys, if uh, teenage boys can really be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am passionately dedicated to organic eating and nutrition, which is my degree from college, and uh, nutritional biochemistry and fitness. I was a personal trainer at one point in my life, so most of my family and my friends know me for nutrition and fitness advice, but professionally, I make a living as a business coach and franchise expert. Nice. I appreciate all that. So <clears throat> if we are to eat properly, if we are to be in shape, if we are to <clears throat> live with two teenagers without wanting to kill them, teenage boys, <laughs> and I'm probably sure girls too, but I, I have to imagine that, that you probably are a person who appreciates processes. I do love processes. Huh? Like franchising? <laughs> just, just like, do you see what I did there? Nice. <laughs> so tell me, that's always something that, that I, uh, I when I talk about or talk to folks who are who are thinking about being entrepreneurial and starting a business, uh, I, I I always look to uh, franchises as something that your your odds of being successful. And you can probably tell me the numbers, but I just I have to believe it's because there are already existing systems and processes. Sure. Right. When you look at the statistic that 90% of small businesses fail before their fifth anniversary, that is not a statistic that's owned in franchise businesses. So each franchise that like you would look at, they have to disclose their success and or failure rate to you in their franchise disclosure documents so you can see their historical track record. But to your point, yes, the reason that franchise businesses are more successful are because somebody's already gone out there and figured out the plan. So when you look at the 90% of small businesses that fail, you're like, what the heck goes wrong? Well, 90% of the 90% of businesses that fail, fail simply because people run out of money before they really figure out how to make money. So it's a very common misconception or objection. Oh, franchise, franchising is very expensive. And, you know, how do they get off charging all that money? It's like, no, man, that's not, they're not charging you extra money. It's not expensive. This is actually what it costs to build an executive business where you're not building a business around you that you can never get out from underneath of, right? So we're building businesses that we can scale starting as the CEO, not starting out as the practitioner, you know, like doing, selling the job and doing the job. And that's such an important thing, right? You're not building something, a business that you can never get out from underneath. You're, you're not building a full-time job for the rest of your life. This is something that's different. Exactly. And in many cases, you can start as the executive owner. And in some cases, you can start even as semi-absentee or 
close to absentee. So franchising affords people the opportunity to keep a full-time job. If you if you love your corporate job and you want to keep doing it, you make great money, you like the benefits, your 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 spouse loves the consistency of the paycheck, <laughs> but you have dreams to build wealth or security, something you own and can control, franchising can afford you that opportunity because the right systems will come, the right franchise system comes with the opportunity for you to be more in the background where you're leveraged through the brand, through infrastructure, people, technology. So in franchising, we say you work on your business while your employees work in your business. So now that we've convinced everybody that they're ready to start a franchise, why why, why do people fail at it? Well, that's a that's a big question to ask, George. But uh, okay, so you know, in so listen, I for 18 years I've stood in the gap between franchisees and franchisors, right? So people come to me and say, I think I want to own a business. I don't know what I want to do. Can you help me? And that's what I do for a living, is I guide them to finding the right business for their background, interests, skills, finances, and goals. I bring them to some amazing franchisors that are like best in class at what they do. I'm like the matchmaker. So. And then, you know, I guide their process so they'll know they're asking all the right questions and, um, you know, can feel competent and confident about their final answer. But when they say to me, well, why do these franchises fail? It's like you got to get in there and you have to talk to the top performing franchisees in a system to understand what drives top performance in a business rather than focusing on why it doesn't work. Let's focus on how it does work not by the franchisor and kind of their book theory, but by the other franchisees who are out there doing it every day, right? I mean, businesses fail, even in franchising, every day, mostly because the franchisee doesn't follow the system. It's easy for a franchisee to want to make the franchisor the scapegoat right here because they were owed something or, you know, they they had an expectation and and so and then this is in fact why I have a thriving business to help candidates when they're even considering franchising know what they're owed or more importantly what they're not owed <laughs> and yeah. to know what to expect so you're not going in with some false reality of when you're going to break even or how quickly you're going to be you know making $100,000 or whatever and then finding out after you've said yes that that's not in case true, not in fact true. And so, you know, when you look at failure, is it money failure? Is it, you know, there's so many ways to define failure. Failure to me is if people just quit. And the reason for that is typically more business owner created, franchisee created, not franchisor created. In some very rare instances, it is franchisor created. But again, that's why I have a business to protect people from investing in those franchisors that maybe aren't best in class at what they do, don't have really strong track records of success that we can look back on. Um, and these, in most of the businesses that I lead people to, these are relationships that I've had for 20 years. So I'm like, hey, I, I get to know you and I'm going to introduce you to some of my best friends in franchising. I mean, these are people that I know are people of their word. Yeah, I, I appreciate everything you just said, and and it makes sense to me. Um, I think that that I've seen that people can intellectually nod their head and tell you, yeah, yeah, you got to stick with the program, you need to follow the process. But then when the rubber meets the road, 
I think for a million different reasons, people do not actually stick to the program and follow the process because I think that following processes are, are hard because you got up and you got to get up a lot of the time and just follow the process every day and that can be monotonous. And people who are probably drawn to this are entrepreneurial and creative, so they want to put their own personality and their own mark on it, and that's not necessarily a good thing. So it's probably one of those questions that you were talking about. You need to be asking the right questions and really be honest with yourself. Will I be happy in this environment? Exactly. You know what? The best analogy I always give goes back to my personal training days. So when people are like, you know, why, why do franchises fail? I'm like, okay. So let's say that you and four of your friends decide to get in shape on New Year's Day. You both you all join the same gym Here we go. and you all hire the <laughs> same personal trainer. So, do all four of you reach your fitness goals in the same amount of time? No. no. <laughs> do all four of you even continue on the path? Probably not. No. Right? Do all four of you get the same result? No. Well, why? If you have the same gym, the same environment and you have the same personal trainer, why aren't you all getting the same result? Because everybody's individual effort, metabolism, you know, uh, what they do when they're not in the gym, all of those things factor into one success, how hard you apply, you know, your, your mind and your body when you're in the gym and all of those things, those same things apply in a business. So the plan is the same. The territories are, are, and locations all are similar but how an owner shows up mentally, financially, physically, and like you said, endures its persistence. It's even when it doesn't seem like it's working, staying the course, right? How many times when we're on a diet, you know, you hit a plateau, you have to keep moving forward, keep doing what you know works, because if you quit, you're definitely not going to get there. If you keep changing what you're doing, then you're, you might be messing up your results. And you're so right. A lot of people start to challenge the franchisor when things aren't coming easy, thinking, oh, they don't know. And then they start making it their own. And that is a surefire way to fail in a franchise. Let's get rid of those golden arches on the McDonald's sign and put up a big G for George. <laughs> George's cheeseburgers. After, after you just paid all this money yeah. to follow their plan. But it's so common. And I'm not judging. <laughs> This is exactly why I have a business, just to kind of help people go, okay. But, you know, my my whole approach with people is more to let's look at the positive side. Like I said, let's find franchising is like you. we all do better when we're held accountable, right? Some people are great at holding themselves accountable. Other people want somebody else, a mentor. And that franchising has built-in mentorship. So not just a corporate office, but all of the other franchisees that are out there who will happily – spend some time with their fellow franchisees. And that's really hard sometimes for corporate people to understand because they're like, why would they care about my success? And I'm like, well, because in franchising, we're all shareholders in the same brand. So if you do well, then that makes my brand more valuable. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm a franchisee in a company called Franchoice, and I'm one of the top consultants in our group after 18 years, and I happily give my time to our younger or newer consultants, especially during challenging, uncertain economic times, because I've been there. I was here in 2008. Actually, that's when I became one of the top consultants in the country. And so I've weathered other storms and I have that knowledge and wisdom to draw from and, and, and the confidence to help other people say, look, it's going to be all right. We're going to get through this, right? It's going to be a little rocky, but we can. And so in any franchise system where there are other people, the young new franchisees or even franchisees that are good but and, and long term but are, are struggling 
should always go back to their fellow franchisees who are doing better than them um, because rising tides raise all ships. And if you can surround yourself with people who have what you want and you can learn to think like they think, then you probably can get what they have. I love it. So how do I figure it out? How do I figure out which one is right for me? Well, you come to me. First and <laughs> foremost. So, so uh, you know, fi- figuring out what's the right franchise is, um, it can be a daunting task. Just, you know, if you look at Entrepreneur 500, I mean, there are like three or 4,000 franchises out there. And, and a lot of times people will turn to what they know or they'll look at their community and say, oh, my, you know, we don't have a UPS store, so that must be a good business to invest in. When they come to me, I'm going to kind of wipe the slate on the clean on all of that. And really say, okay, look, I want to know about you and what your goals are. So personally, professionally, and financially, what do you want and need this business to do for you? Before we ever talk about specific brands, I want to know what what you're using this business for. Because the business is a vehicle that's going to drive your life, right? The business isn't the end-all, be-all. And in franchising, you do not need prior experience in an industry to be successful. In fact, I might argue that it will be harder for you to be coachable if you know how something should be done or because you've done it before, you have a way of doing it. I would rather see you enter a franchise where you know you don't know how to do the actual work and you can hire to the experience of the industry or the business and also be more coachable and more willing to follow the franchisor's lead. So we, I take people through an in-depth process. So it's a two-step process to kind of learn, um, gather data and then learn about them, really start to talk about their motivations. Because at the end of the day, what you actually invest in matters very, uh, very little to your happiness. I always tell people that like if you invest in a fun widget because today it's selling great, but the people behind that widget are not continuing to adapt and grow that market, the widget is not going to make you happy in the long term. So when you invest in a franchise, what you're actually investing in is people. So we need to find people that you love, that you respect, that you want to follow and you you see their vision and you want to be a part of that and bring that their vision to life in your community. So it's really more about the relationships and less about the widgets. Although the widgets have to be like something that you're excited to put your name on and you're, you know, you're interested in so that you're excited to go to work every day. But I, I, even then I would say, I, if you're a salesperson, I want to put you in an environment where you can be competitive and you can sell. If you're a manager, I want to put you in an environment where you get to create jobs and build teams and manage your business through other people. So I'm looking again at those skills that you get up and do with confidence and enjoy. And then the very last thing I'm matching for is widget. Does that make sense, George? Yeah, yeah, I think that that, that 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 does make sense, and I think that if you were just to ask me um, what what franchise somebody should do, I, I probably would have said the opposite. Just just uh, just kind of initially say, well, I have a passion for for whatever, and I would have said, well, then I'd find a, a franchise that does that. But but to your point, you want to really be aligned to the the actual vision of the organization and and the people and the personalities and and that versus to your point, the widget. So. World-class leadership is really what I'm looking for for people. So when people come to me and say, oh, am I limited 
if I work with you, Kim, because you only work with like, you know, a certain percentage of the franchises out there. I'm like, well, you can look at it like that. But I mean, you also can bring any business you think is great to my table and we'll pull them apart like we pull apart any business I bring to you. But I'd rather spin it and say, look, your time is going to be maximized working with the best leaders in the franchise industry, because in good times, anybody can make their business look good. But in bad times, <laughs> that's when things can fall apart. And so that's where you really see what companies are made of, where the culture actually is as it looks like it is from the outside. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a great point. It's one of those you should buy low and sell high kind of a thing. And during tough times, that is, theoretically speaking, I suppose, kind of like buying low. So you can see, okay, are is every franchise in the system closing during tough times or are they all hanging in there and they're more maybe pulling together. Exactly. And I, I have heard some amazing stories during this COVID time of, you know, uh, franchise unprecedented leadership, franchisors eliminating royalties, reducing royalties, turning online sales, which were once a corporate uh, revenue stream, turning it back to their franchisees. We have one, um, the largest fitness franchisor in the world, and they had 92% of their clubs drafting membership during the entire time that their clubs were actually closed. And that's because they had developed uh, a Peloton, like a virtual training workout that they were actually going to just about to unveil as a corporate revenue stream. But when all that happened, they immediately turned it to their franchisees for free and said, go do this and turn your memberships to virtual memberships and that allowed 92% of their clubs to continue drafting. And they have like the CEO tells these like amazing stories, even of growth, because when other clubs were closing and didn't have a virtual training option, members were other, you know, gym goers were finding out like, how can I work out? And they were finding this virtual platform. Yeah. So they actually sold system wide. This is a huge, huge system. They actually sold 25,000 new memberships <laughs> in a gym business during COVID. So like on the outside, people would be like, well, I don't want to put my money in that. And I'm like, well, listen, let's lower your assumptions. Like if you're going to work with me, I need you to keep a very open mind and not assume that what you might believe is true is true. Let's go in and do the due diligence and meet the people and hear the stories from the inside before we decide whether something it will work or not. Yeah, I love it. Well, Kim, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I think that we all need cash flow that we own and can control. And franchising affords people the opportunity to build that cash flow, equity, tax shelters. When we look at how the rich get richer and the poor and the middle class stay the same per Robert Kiyosaki, <laughs> it is by owning businesses. And if you know you don't have a great idea or you've never owned a business and would like to do it in the uh, collective whole, franchising provides an awesome opportunity for those people and even for people who are experienced entrepreneurs. Um, because a, a franchise can work because it gets you up the learning curve that much faster to the point where you can start making money rather than trying to figure out how to make money. And I'm here. My services are free. I have 18 years of experience. I'd love to help anybody who aspires to the dream of trying to figure out if a franchise business would be the right thing for them. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets. Come on. Come on. Kim, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for that amazing offer. How can Savage Nation learn more about you? 
www.thedailycoach.com, which is my last name, D-A-L-Y, thedailycoach.com. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kim your appreciation. Share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to thedailycoach.com and take Kim up on that offer to figure out if franchising is correct for you. Thanks again, Kim. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.